0: Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're about to do. Play the same song. Holy, holy. very soft. Amen. Tell your neighbor it's good to see you. You're saying it because I said it. Say it like you own it. Say it's good to see you. Uh, I think that our prayer meetings. We said that. All of us who are on the prayer line I pleaded with you that buy something and come and give it to anybody you see in the church. It could be those on the line or those outside the line or anything. If we want this church to move forward, not only do you come to church with your offering to come and give to God, but sometimes get something in your pocket to show kindness to somebody. Because anytime we show kindness, I have I couldn't get something to buy I tried I told everybody don't stress yourself about it. just do what you can do. It can be a handkerchief back in those days when I used to be in ghana we We used to buy a handkerchief you know something face towel then we we see somebody in church and we just give it to the person, even though it could be very insignificant sometimes it it is so surprising to have somebody just give you a gift It will surprise you here that if you check carefully, it'll surprise you how many people have shown you kindness for the past few months. Not even a cup of water or a pen or anything at all. So when we are coming to church for this growth to take place, for God to help us to grow, I want to plead with you when you I got I I'll tell you what I have. I didn't want to bring it empty. I got some socks. And I'll be giving it to the men. You'll get one, definitely. You'll get one. Amen. Uh, I got some socks. I asked Comfort to fold them for me. and I spoke much about fruitfulness, it doesn't just happen. And I really enjoyed it. I listened to myself last night preaching. So I'm listening to myself preaching as well as you listening to me. Amen. I want us to go to the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1. The book of Second Peter chapter 1. And I just want to share something with you that I believe will bless you. Because we live in a world where the Christian faith has become something that is not what it is intended to be. In Second Peter chapter 1. Here, hereby. Are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of divine nature, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, add to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge temperance. And to your temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you, and abound, they make you. You that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But that lacketh, but he that lacketh these is blind and cannot see far off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Wherefore, the rather, wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make yourself, to make your what, to make your calling. Is that the translation I give to you? To make your calling an election, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. Wow. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the elast- into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read the verse number 10. Wherefore the wherefore the brethren, give diligence to your calling and election, sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. Praise the Lord. If ye do these things, you will never walk. Oh, come on, be with me. He said, if ye do these things, ye shall never want; ye shall never fail. Verse 8 said, if these things be in you and abound, they make you. That ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I've already spoken about fruitfulness But today I want to minister on the subject of entitle, that make your faith responsible. Tell your neighbor, make your faith responsible. I want you to make your faith responsible because there are a lot of faiths that Christians have got, but they have placed no responsibility on our faith. I like it. The word responsible means having an obligation to do something or having control over and care for someone as part of one's job or rule. The second meaning is that being the primary cause of something, being the primary cause of something and so able to be blamed or credited for it. As Christians, we have a responsibility to make our faith responsible. Meaning there are things we need to do in order to bring it to such a place of being responsible. I want you to understand that for something to be responsible, it is very important you understand that there are things you need to do to make it responsible. For something to be, if you want to be a responsible father, you don't just become a responsible father. Praise the Lord. If you want your children to be responsible, there are things that you do in order to cause them to become responsible. If you are a wife and you want to be a responsible wife, it doesn't just happen that you become responsible. If you want to be a child who is a responsible child, it doesn't just happen to be a responsible child. The Bible said that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Bible said by this our elders receive a good report. The Bible said without faith it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to him must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we get to understand that faith is an integral part of the believer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Tell your neighbor, listen to me, come on. I want you to listen carefully because these things are what make... We have been told to have faith, but nobody told us we have to to make our faith responsible. I told you for something to be responsible, it becomes accountable for something. If you want to see your vision come to pass and you have faith in God, there are things you have to put in place to make your faith responsible. Your faith will not just become responsible because you desire. Faith is the substance of the things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. For the fact that you can have faith, it doesn't mean that you just get up and begin. You can try this. You can try this and get up and say, I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to abound in the grace of God. I am going to increase in the things of God. I am going to be rich and not be poor. I'm going to be the head and not the tail. You are professing something that lies in the future beyond what man can comprehend and apprehend by your mental faculty. If you want to be able to actualize your faith, you have to make your faith responsible. Come on, say a big amen. Now, Peter was writing, and said, Hereby, we have been given and exceeding great and and, and precious promises. The word precious means unique, unique promises. We have been given, the believer has been given promises in the Bible. He said we will be the head and not the tail. We will be the first and not the, 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 the last. God has given us great promises. He said your latter shall be greater than your, 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 your beginning. He said though your beginning may be small, your latter shall be greater. The Bible said that all things will work together for good for you. It's God has given us so many promises in the Bible. Praise the Lord. But these promises are precious. Precious promises mean that they are very scarce. That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world. The Bible said in the verse number 5 of the chapter 1 of Second Peter. It said, and beside this, giving all diligence. Say to your neighbor, give diligence. The word diligence means careful and persistent work and effort. Most Christians come to church without putting effort into these things. And there are things that make you. There are things that will produce you. And those things, you will hear them today in Jesus' name. He's saying, I want to beg of you guys. I want you, Peter, he's saying to us. He said, I want you to be careful and I want you to be persistent. And work, put effort into this. I like it when the word diligent, it it refers to being steady, earnestly. Putting some energetic effort into something. Devoted, painstaking work. It means going through something. He said that I want you to understand something here. Add to your faith virtue. Immediately I got to understand that faith alone. Left on its own cannot make you great. You have to add something to faith. Praise the Lord. The word virtue is a trait or quality. That is deemed to be morally good. And that is valued. As a foundation of principle and good moral being, in other words, it is a behavior that shows high moral standard, doing what is right and avoiding what is wrong. If somebody has got faith in God, I want to. See if you have faith in God, I can see it by your moral standard. If I look at you and I look at your moral standard, and I realize that your decisions and your choice making. Is not conforming to the moral standard that Jesus emulated on the set. Then it's a sign that you don't have faith. Praise the Lord. If it, I say that because it's a sign that you are not ready to make your faith responsible. Because when your faith is responsible for your greatness, then it means that it is accountable for your greatness. And it will not just become accountable until you, you begin to develop virtue. How do we come to church and people say they have faith in God. And their moral standard is not conforming to the things of God. Praise the Lord. Now if you see somebody whose moral virtue, whose virtues are not conforming to the things of God. It is a sign that their faith will not be productive for them. Praise the Lord. So, when you are a Christian, it is important that your moral value, if you you have faith in God, your moral value, your decisions, your your choice making must be right. You cannot just do anything immorally. You cannot be committed to things that are sinful, that are not morally right. Praise the Lord. You cannot easily insult people. You cannot easily do things that are not right. If you have faith in God, you must have virtue. All our young ones, you must have virtue. It's a moral standard. You have to know what is right. It said, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is what? Right. Your virtues must be right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you must add virtue. Tell your neighbor, add virtues. Now it said to your virtue, I want you to add knowledge. I've already spoken. Excessively And intensively about knowledge I'm not going to go much into it But just to give you a few bits In Proverbs chapter 18 verse 15 It said, the heart of the prudent Get knowledge And the ear of the wise Seeketh knowledge In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 It said, my people are destroyed For lack of knowledge Because they have rejected knowledge I have also rejected I have also rejected you As my priest. Praise the Lord. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore you. I'm not going to go, you, you know about knowledge, I've spoken intensively about this. And to knowledge, I want to dwell on this, to knowledge, temperance. If you have faith, I want to see some level, I want, number one, I want to see some virtue in you. Number two, if you have faith in God, I want to see some level of knowledge you possess. If you are faith in God, you shouldn't be the same as somebody who doesn't have faith in God. Your moral standard must be different from somebody who doesn't have faith in God. If the two of you are put on the same level, then it means that somebody is at fault. Praise the Lord. Temperance, in its modern use, is defined as the moderation or the voluntary self-restraint. It is typically described in terms of what an individual voluntarily restrained from doing. This includes restraint from revenge by practicing non-violence and forgiveness. Restraint from arrogance by practicing humility and modesty. Restraint from rage and craving by practicing calmness and self-control. Our faith in God must restrain us from certain behavior that worldly people displays. If you have faith in God, your behavior, you have, you have to get what I call temperance, relate to self-control. If you have faith in God, it is not everybody, everything your body wants to do is what you do. You have to restrain it. Because I have faith in God, there are things I want to watch that I have to restrain myself from watching. Because I have faith in God. Faith in God is a means of saying I have discipline to follow the the status of God. So if you are a Christian and you are not able to have self-control. And nowadays you do what you want to do and behave as and when you want to behave. It means you have no self-control. That faith you have in God cannot be responsible for your greatness. You have to have temperance. Self control is the key that opens discipline. My God. Self control is the key that opens one toward discipline. How can we call ourselves disciples when we have no discipline? The word disciples was extrapolated from the word discipline. We have Christians nowadays who are not disciplined. They are indisciplined. They have got no moral standard. They have not got any self-control. They want to behave like the worldly person and saying that they have faith. You can have faith. That is responsible for your greatness. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, have self-control. Praise God. In First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. It said, But a disciplined body, I like Paul was talking. He said, Paul, when he said, After I have preached the gospel, he said, but I discipline my body. Let's start from uh, give me verse 26. Sorry. Verse 26. He said, Therefore, I ran thus not with uncertainty that I fight, not as one who beats the air. 27. It said, but one thing I do. He said, what? it said, but I do what. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself become more disqualified. Precious one, I bring my body under subjection to do what I do because I have faith in God. Oh, you have no idea. If you have faith in God, it must discipline you. You can't intoxicate yourself with illegal and illegitimate deals. Corrupted deals. You can't do some things. Why? Because you want to discipline yourself. That is why I love it when Abraham, he said that I am not going to take this blessing from you. So that you will say that it was you who made me. You discipline yourself. If you are somebody who has got faith in God, it is somebody who has got discipline. I like it when Job chapter 31 verse 1, he said that I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. He said because I have faith in God, I set my eyes, I set covenant with my eyes, I covenant with my eyes. There are things I can do, but I've decided because of my faith in God. I have decided not to do them. You have to have discipline to put your faith into action. Praise the Lord. Do you have faith in God? I want to see it in your discipline. The way you run to church, the way you are involved in the things of God, the way you control yourself, the way somebody provokes you, you don't easily get provoked, you calm yourself down, you have discipline. Praise the Lord. When somebody has got faith in God, it's a sign that God is responsible for your upliftment. If God is responsible for your upliftment, then I want to see it in your temperance. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, listen to him. If somebody is not, tap somebody and say, I want you to listen to him. In Proverbs chapter 25 verse 28, it said, A person without self-control is like a city broken down wall. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Do you have discipline? It's a key to greatness. Praise the Lord. So you have to make your faith. That is what you. No, 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 no. You have faith in God. It controls what you do. Praise God. And Peter was saying, apart from temperance. He said, verse number six. 2 Peter chapter one, verse six. He said to temperance, I want you to add what patience, praise the Lord, because you have faith in God, it controls the way you move around and do things, you don't rush into things, you don't make decisions recklessly and about sadly. you don't do things, you don't just jump into conclusion, you, you know what God is going to do, you wait, you wait in a patient way, praise the Lord, some of us are not patient at all. As if God will not do what he said he would do. The word patience or forbearance, another word it is. is the ability to endure difficult circumstances. If you have faith in God, you must be able to endure difficult circumstances. i waiting for the manifestation of God. Patience may involve perseverance in the face of delay. Most of you, if what God, what you saw in the things of in the spirit, or what God told you isn't coming to pass, then you begin to look for substitutes. It's a sign that your faith will not be responsible for your greatness. I will rise because I have put my faith in God and I'm waiting for His manifestation. Praise the Lord. Tolerance of provocation without responding in a disrespectful way. Praise the Lord. Patience is the level of endurance one can have before the suspect. It is also used to refer to the character trait of being steadfast. You are immovable, you are not shaken, you are firm like a palm tree. Praise the Lord. Ask your neighbor whether they've got faith. Ask your neighbor, do you have faith? I want to see these things in it. Praise the Lord. Do you have faith? Faith is not just on its own. It must be accompanied by these things. And when you do these things, it will make you. Praise the Lord. You think it is easy because I have faith in God. I come to church even when I'm tired. And I hold on to myself so that I may not slumber. So that I may not sleep. I want to heal because of my faith in God. Because of my faith in God. He said for the joy that was set before him. The word joy is faith. For the faith that was set before him. He endured the cross. There is something you have to endure. If you want to walk in faith. If you want to see the glory of God manifesting in your life. Then you must be ready to endure something. If you have not endured something yet, then your faith has not gotten closer to its manifestation. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, get your faith to be responsible. Tell your neighbor, get your faith to be responsible. I like it when Psalm 40 verse 1 to 3. The Bible said that David was a man who was faith. He had faith. The Bible said, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the merry clay, set my feet upon the rock, established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and will trust in our God, because we are not patient.'" We have, that is what happened to Abraham, what it happened to Sarah. Sarah rushed Abraham into a connection that was supposed to be disconnected. And that is the problem we are facing in our generation nowadays. Praise the Lord. Some people have married the wrong people because the men they thought, the man they thought will marry them they didn't have what they take. They were not patient. They thought the downfall of a man is the end of his life. Little did they find out that the Lord who is with him will lift him up again. You are not patient at all. You are not patient. If you know what God told you, he wants you to be patient. The Bible said, he said, I am patient because I know what is coming ahead of me. He said, he lifted me out of the horrible pit. God will lift you up in the name of Jesus. You will not hastily rush out of something you should be staying in. The glory of the Lord will strengthen you to stay into it in the name of Jesus. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 said that for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak. It will not lie. Praise the Lord. I want you to be patient with yourself because God's word is yea and amen. If you have faith in God, be patient and you will see the fruit of your labor. If our behavior is not influenced by our faith in God, then it can never be responsible. Let me say it again. If our behavior is not influenced by our faith in God, then our faith cannot be responsible. When I look at your behavior, it must conform to something you are trusting God for. I do what I do not because it is easy, but because I have faith in God. I pray today your fruitfulness will manifest in the name of Jesus. I said, God will strengthen you. He said, to patience, I want you to know this. If you have seen something in the spirit, I want you to be patient. Have patience. But I want you to know this, that to your patience, godliness. Bring the verse number two again. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 7. Praise the Lord. 2 Peter The main text, give me the verse number two. The verse number seven, sorry. He said, I want you to add word, godliness. Tell your neighbor godliness. The New Testament, godliness is the reverent awareness of God's sovereignty over every aspect of life. And the attendant and determination to honor him In all one's conduct, godliness is a sign you live your life in a godly way. You have to live your life in a godly way if you want to make your faith responsible in a godly way. When I see you, I should see the God who manifests His grace in your life. Praise the Lord. I want to beg somebody. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can think or imagine. But you need faith and that faith must be responsible. And these are the things you put around the faith to make it responsible. I like it when 1 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 6 it said, but godliness actually, they amplify. It said, He said, but godliness actually is a source of great gain. When accompanied by contentment. That contentment which comes from a sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. Praise the Lord. Godliness, godliness, godliness. If you have faith in God, you must demonstrate godliness. And I pray today that God's godliness empowerment will come over your life in the name of Jesus. I said will come over your life in the name of Jesus. And I like it when he said godliness must be accompanied by brotherly kindness. Tell your neighbor, show me kindness. That is why, I don't know why, I didn't even have this in mind when the prayer meeting was going on. You have to show each other kindness. Tell your neighbor, show your brother kindness. Kindness means the quality of being friendly and generous and considerate. You must be friendly. You must be what? Friendly. And the Bible talks about friend being kindness. It said that by this kind of kindness, Abraham was sitting under his tent and he saw strangers and he showed them kindness. And through that, Isaac was born. If you are faith in God, you must demonstrate kindness to people. That is why when you come to church, I am not trusting God for the promises of crossfire to come to pass. I must be kind to you and it facilitates what God said he will do in this house for it to happen. Show kindness. Don't tell me you are in God and you are not kind, you are not friendly to people. Jesus Christ showed kind, kindness to people everywhere he went. Praise the Lord. I like it when Aristotle... He defined kindness as a help. It's a a kindness as helpfulness towards someone in need. Not in return for anything, nor for the advantage of the helper himself, but for that of the person helped. You must show kindness. Tell your neighbor, show your kindness. Tell your neighbor, show kindness to somebody. Show kindness to your wife, show kindness to your children, show kindness to the people in the community. When you come to church, show kindness because it is true that, that your faith will manifest. Hallelujah. Then lastly, he said, To kindness I want you to show all oh, charity. Let me have 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, the last part. He said, "What well, I want you to toward charity, to brotherly kindness. Word charity. Charity is love. I like it when First Corinthians chapter thirteen verse one to two said that though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am I am become as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand." all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains and have no charity, I am nothing. A man without love is what? It's nothing. A man without love is what? I like it when the Bible said my sign of being born by God in 1st John chapter 4 verse 7 to 8. It said, Beloved, let us love one another for lovers of God. And everyone that loveth have been born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not know not the Lord God. It's simple. Praise God. You must demonstrate the love of God. When you are expecting your faith to be responsible, you must demonstrate the love of God. I like it when the songwriter said, let there be love shared among us. Let there be love in our eyes. May now your love sweep this nation. Cause us, O Lord, to arise. Give us fresh understanding of brotherly love that is real. Let there be love shared among us. Let there be love shared among us. If I see the way you love me, if I see the way you love your brothers and sisters, if I see the way you love your children, it's a sign that you are making your faith responsible. Praise God. Don't allow the bitterness and the pain of people to take you out of the place of love, to take you into the place of hatred. I want you to believe God because your faith will speak and before he can speak you must come to the point to love. And that is the point. Praise the Lord. As I bring this message to a close the Bible said in Second Peter chapter 1 verse 8 bring it on the screen please. It says for if this things be in you huh? If you walk in the place of kindness, if you walk in the place of self-control, if you walk in the place of temperance, it said, if these things be in you, and they abound in you, it said, you shall no more be parent. He said, you shall no more be unfruitful. But I see the Lord bringing fruitfulness into your life, in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, if these things be in you, it may look as if you are a fool it may look as if you are a fool, but you are not. It may look as if you are stupid, but you are not. But God wants me to tell you, he said, if these things be in you, the verse number nine, he said that you will lack nothing in the name of Jesus. He said, you will no more be blind. It means that good things will walk into your life. I pray over the life of somebody under the sound of my voice who has got faith in God. There is something you have seen that God revealed to you but for your faith to be responsible you must come to the place of temperance you must come to the place of brotherly kindness you must come to the place of loving your brother and i believe when these things are done in your life you shall see the glory of god in the mighty name of jesus We are living in a world where people are doing so much to cause you to walk against the sins that God is asking you to do. We are living in a world where people can't control their temper, where people get annoyed and you see their behavior which is contradistinctive to the behavior of Jesus. Today, your faith will be responsible. Your faith in God will be rewarding in your life. It will bless you in an immeasurable way. It will fulfill your dreams in your life. I pray that the strength of God will come over your life. For you to rise up with these things that is needed. And I believe that they will make you become what God said you will become. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to put your hands together for Jesus. And I want you to rise up on your feet. Precious one, these things about faith. This thing about faith is powerful. But we have to make our faith responsible. This is what I want you to pray about. You have heard me talk about many things. I've spoken about brotherly kindness. I've spoken about temperament. I've spoken about so many things here. But one thing I want you to pray. You know yourself more than I do. You want to pray to God. Aaron, pick the guitar please. I want you to come to the place and pray to God that, God, this thing that you have promised me, this that you have revealed to me, this that you have spoken to me, I'm pleading with you, God, give me the strength, give me the strength, give me the virtue, give me the knowledge, give me the temperance, give me the patience, give me the goodness, give me the brotherly kindness and the love that will cause me to see what you have told me come to pass. You want to pray for yourself, precious one. Begin to pray. Also, he was supposed to wait for Samuel to bring the offering, to come and render sacrifice to God. But the Bible said that Samuel delayed. And the Bible said that Saul was not patient enough. And he rendered the sacrifice. And that was the day the kinship was taken from him. Because of your impatience, you have rushed and gone ahead of God. That is why the visitation of God haven't come to pass in your life. You look at the way other friends of yours, other family members are going ahead of you. And it made you made a decision that you shouldn't have taken because of impatience. You want to pray to God. I normally tell people that as a minister, these are the things the Lord spoke to me about. I 11 p.m. 11, eight, 11 p.m. to 1 p.m. I was studying when the Lord brought the scripture back to me. I said, come and share it with my people. I want to bless them, but they are things in their life that is hindering me from manifesting. You know yourself better than I do. Any part of your life that I've shared, that you are struggling with, you want to pray to God. That strengthen me in the name of Jesus. Empower me with your grace that I may see your glory in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Pray to God.